What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. The Quack Attack is back. Jack, I'm Mike. That's Tommy. That's Tommy. Tommy. Oh, hey. Sorry, I was looking at an email. <laughs> <laughs> Great start to the year. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. And this is Mike. I said I'm Mike. Oh, okay. Well, I said I'm Mike. That's Tommy. I figured I would introduce you. You always introduce us. Oh, okay. That's fair. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Anyway, we have on the line 2018 Quack Question of the Year winner, Mr. As he likes to be called, Stevie Yank. Stevie, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. So we'll get into the question and everything at hand in a second here. First of all, update on the official minor leader of the Quack Tech podcast. He, if you remember, he's started with the South Carolina Stingrays. Does he have a name? Bo Brower. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> he started with the South Carolina Stingrays, got traded to the Atlanta Gladiators, played five games, and then got traded to the Wooster Railers. So if this keeps up, he should be traded in a few days here again. <laughs> uh, he did score his first professional goal. Nice. Saw that. Saw yeah. the highlight. Yeah, a nice little quick shot on the I don't know why he was so wide open in front of the net, but that's a that's a problem for the Greenville Greenville Swamp Rabbits. It's good positioning. That's really. a great team name. By yeah. The, way. the yeah. Greenville Swamp Rabbits. If so, you're a minor league team, do you have to have like a like an adjective or like something and then a name? Like Ice Hawks. Yeah. Stuff like that. You can't know. just be like the rabbits. I don't know. Do you know Mike? I mean, I don't think there's a rule with it, but I think it just like sounds the, cool. Uh, the team, the team that was closest to where I grew up was the El Paso Buzzards. Mm. That's good. Yeah, interesting. They're great because they just got in fights all the time. It was awesome. <laughs> nice, Stephen. Where are you calling us from? So I'm actually calling from the from Greenville, South Carolina. Oh wow! Swamp rabbit. Yeah, the, the swamp rabbits play less than a mile from my house. Wow. How many Swamp Rabbits games have you been to? You know, I'm actually a little ashamed to say I haven't been to any. Um, <laughs> you know, I've lived here for about three years, I think, three or four years. And uh, um, you, you would think that I would go to, to one because up until last season, they were the ECHL affiliate of the New York Rangers. Mm. Um, for a while, they were known as the Greenville Road Warriors, um, then changed their name to the Swamp Rabbits. But uh, um, I haven't made it to a game. It's just, I used to work on second shift, so that kind of uh, hurt, you know, my my ability to get to a game. And mm-hmm. then uh, um, just been been busy with other things uh, anytime they're in town. So, but I'll have to check them out when. Uh, um, I don't know. Is is Bo Brower coming here to play, or is Greenville going to Worcester? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the future schedule, but I'm sure they'll meet again at some point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It- yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to uh, check out the schedule and see if I can catch him uh, playing. Uh, give him a duck call while I'm there. Or something. <laughs> nice. Are, are you willing to commit to like painting your chest or something like that? <laughs> oh, I think I could do that. Nice. Absolutely. That's 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 uh, too easy. Sweet. Excellent. <laughs> too easy. I like it. I like it. Uh, before we move on, let's go to Kevin for his uh, Kin Token update. If you're unfamiliar, Kevin bought the cryptocurrency Kin Token for three hundred dollars. In December 2017, 
It was at about $14 the last time we checked. So great return on investment there. Uh, Kevin, do you have an update for us? Uh, yeah, so it's been kind of hovering around there. It's at like 15.07 right now. Okay. Hmm, so moving up. On the comeback trail. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, lying in wait before it hockey sticks. Uh, Stevie Yanks, do you have uh, any cryptocurrency investments? No, I, I don't have any. I've, uh, I'm, I'm using Kevin as my example of why not to invest <laughs> in cryptocurrency. You know, I'm happy to provide the service, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. All right, let's get into it. Stevie Yanks won, I think he had 55% of the vote, just a dominating oh, performance. got the majority, no runoff needed. Yeah, dominating performance there. His question asked uh, who was the most integral to their team. It actually featured Bo Brower as the Bo Brower episode. And uh, it was between Icebox, Juan Morales, Adam Banks, and Benny the Jet. I think we all came to the conclusion on Icebox. Uh, Stevie, how did you feel about our answer? You know, I I think I have to agree with that answer. When I came up with the question, um, you know, I I thought about it myself. And I think, um, you know, the Sandlot, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, he's obviously the best player. He goes on to play in the bigs, but all those guys were really good. I mean, when they play that, that uh, like snotty uh, neighborhood team um, that has like real jerseys and play Mm -hmm. on a real diamond, like every one of those guys got hits on the team. So you can throw that one out. I think uh, um, Banks, while I do think he's critical to the success of the ducks, he gets hurt in in D one. And you know, he's not there for part of D two. He's not even on the team until I I guess you can make the argument in D three, um, when he, you know, he plays with the JV and then they beat the varsity, but you throw that one out and then you go to Juan Morales or the ice box. Honestly, the only reason I threw Juan Morales in there was because Tommy talked about the big green a bunch <laughs> on the show. He's sucking up. Right. Um, I see. Yeah. And I don't even really remember how that movie played out, but I remember I, I did catch a little bit of it, um, on a business trip about six months ago. And I remember that it came down to like that sh- shootout at the end or something, or the penalty mm-hmm. kick at the end. So um, you can kind of take that out. And then I, I, I thought of the icebox, right? She is in that last play, the annexation of Puerto Rico. Even though she's not the one with the ball, she drew uh, Spike away from the play and away mm. from the ball. So I think it's very clear that she you know, she was most uh, critical to her team's success. That's some, that's some damn good analysis <laughs> right there. Way better than us. <laughs> well, and also, so the Little Giants, they were down 21 nothing at half before Icebox shows up, right? That's right. That, that that that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, and so that that kind of definitively shows. And you're right in the 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 big green, the ending. They have like they go straight to penalties. It was like one one tie at the end of regulation. They don't do overtime. Um, and so Juan scores. You know, he he's the first shooter, which I think was the right call by their coach to make mm. him shoot first. And the last shooter was um I forget what the kid's name was, but the actor is Bug Hall. You might mm-hmm. remember him from The Stupids or The Little Rascals. Um, and he has like a terrible kick. He slips and kicks it, but the goalie is just awful, awful. He's just as bad. And so they, they score and they win. Um, I'm with, I'm with Stevie here. Cause I don't remember anything about the big green other than they're like a goat eats a cake or something. Right. <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah. I think he eats cake. And you know, one thing and this is probably for a future episode, maybe we need to analyze quote, you know, the bad guy in each of those movies, like the, the traits of mm. the enemy coach. Um, cause like the Hawks coach and then the Knights coach in the big green, mm-hmm. they have very similar traits of like win at all costs, run it up. It's not worth winning if you can't win big. 
Um, I feel like we might have to expand that a bit well, to and, include and some more movies. Well, and absolutely the coach of the Little Cowboys, too. I mean, that guy yeah. was a complete jerk. Yeah, yeah you know, I don't know. Uh, Rick Moranis' brother there. <laughs> Heisman Trophy winner, though, <laughs> according yeah, to the movie. True. The player on the Knights is named Newt Shaw. Newt. That's Newt. right. Newt Shaw. It's hard, it's hard to, you know, be a great person whenever your name <laughs> when is Newt. Newt. And his real name is Bug. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Back to the topic at hand. Uh, Wait, can I just throw this out there? I, I'm, I'm still upset that there wasn't a basketball movie thrown in there as well. Mm. Well, there's no great well, kids basketball movie, right? So, what do you think, Stevie? Yeah, so so I actually thought about that because I was going to throw in Jimmy Chitwood in the Hickory Hoosiers, but mm. I didn't think it was a good comparison because that was a high school thing. Yeah. And all of these were like kind of middle school age kids. But maybe that would be a good question for, for next year would be, you know, like Jimmy Chitwood and the Hickory Hoosier. Throw, maybe throw Airbud in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, Eden Hall. So, yeah. Well, I mean, Airbud was a multi sport star. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, there is like a kids' basketball movie that Martin Lawrence is in where he's like a coach. And I never saw it. I just remember in the previews, in order to get them their hands up, he puts like icy hot under their arms. <clears> so, they have to keep their arms up. But I never saw it. I think it's called Rebound or The Rebound or something. Mm. Something like that. Maybe uh, Bow Wow in Like Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Loved that movie growing up. Yeah. Terrible movie. Terrible It was movie. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go back to the Mighty Ducks here. Stevie, we like to hear the origin stories. Just how do you remember your first viewing of the Ducks? Where did you see it? What did you sort of, what drew you to it? Uh, give us sort of the detail on your origin story for the love for the ducks. Sure. Yeah. So I, um, the first time I ever remember watching it, I was in kindergarten <clears throat> and, um, so I played youth hockey from age three all the way up through, you know, middle school and then, then varsity hockey when I was in high school. And so when I was five, um, in kindergarten, there was another, like one or two other guys in my class that played hockey. And one of them had a couple older brothers at our school and brought the movie in. And like our teacher, for whatever reason, I don't know why, like she let us watch this movie. <laughs> um, and so, and I remember, like, I don't remember watching it straight through or the whole thing, but I remember being like, oh, this is a hockey movie. It's just like me. I play hockey. And like my buddy there, like we're, we're, we're hockey people. And so I don't really remember like when I watched that through all the way. I think I think I remember like in second grade going to see D two in the theaters, um, but even that's kind of a little bit fuzzy. I more remember watching D one and D two on like cassette tapes because mm. I could probably even tell you like what movies were the previews in those cassette tapes. Like I think in D two it was like the Nightmare Before Christmas was like the movie that they were previewing before the, you know, you actually watch the, the feature presentation. But uh, um, D3, I specifically remember going and seeing that movie in theaters with my two little sisters and my parents. And then, like, that kind of formed what my expectation of high school hockey was going to be like. Let me tell you, it was nothing like that. <laughs> there was no band in the stands. There weren't, like, the cheerleader girlfriend that showed up. I mean... It was high school hockey was a semi big deal in in upstate New York. Uh, you know, basketball kind of took the day most of the time, but uh, um, but that was really what kind of uh, like formed my opinion. And I'm like, uh, 
I'm like Kevin. I believe that D3 is the best of the three movies. Wow. I mean, we're um, correct. Uh, but, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's that's kind of how I remember my viewing of those. Okay. So what? Which one do you put behind D3 then at number two? What's your ranking there? Well, so it's funny. I, I probably would have said D2 up until a few months ago because I think D2 is just a great story. Um, well, I shouldn't say story. It's a great documentary. It's a well-done well <laughs> um, account of a, you know true events that happened, a snapshot in history. But, uh, um, but now that I'm a little bit older and – and I'm, I'm about the age that Gordon Bombay must have been in the first movie. I think I like the first movie the best because I can really, I mean, I've never gotten a DUI or anything like that, but <laughs> I can really kind Still of time. identify <laughs> with some of the things he's like, he's going through in life and, and how, you know, coaching that team, as he said, was the, the greatest thing, you know, in his life. And, I really, it, when I watch it through the lens of focusing on Gordon rather than focusing on the kids, I really appreciate D1. So. I can sort of see that. As I've gotten older, I've noticed that D2 is essentially a rehash of D1 with a few <laughs> different colors and a few different characters. So, I I mean, I still hold D2 at the top for nostalgia's sake, but I can understand the D1 love. I mean, D3, on the other hand... Is, is major, the best. Is a major discussion point, <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, it, it, I will say D two. While I love D three the most, I think D two has the best two scenes in particular. Number one is the shootout scene because mm-hmm. the music set to that shootout scene is probably some of the best music of a motion picture ever. I mean, it's right up there with The Godfather. <laughs> yes, song, right. So there's that, but but also being a little kid about second grade, like there was no better moment than when Don took off his coat and had the Anaheim Mighty Dust jersey on. And then the team came out to that. Like that was just, that blows you away. So that alone is, those two scenes are incredible. Still, I just love these three, but, uh, um, but no, D2 is up there. It, it's like I said, it's really just as I've gotten older, I focus on Gordon now more in D1 and it's kind of elevated it for mm. me. So did you need a youth hockey team to turn your life around? Uh, what were you going through there? <laughs> no, no, it's not. And, and to be honest with you, I haven't really even gone through anything. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, um, I, so after my high school hockey days, you know, I, I, I wasn't uh, um, good enough to play college hockey. But uh, um, so I went to West Point and was in the Army for like five years. Wow. And uh, um, I got out of the Army and started, uh, you know, a career in the civilian sector and, and I really enjoy it, but, um, but I don't know, sometimes, you know, I, I, one of the things before I got out of the army, one of my commanders told me was make sure you commit your life to service in another way because you're going to miss that. And that's one thing that I, I, you know, have been kind of searching for, um, since I've been out of the army and I, you know, I've found a few little things, um, to be able to give back and get involved in the community. But I, I'll tell you what, what I would absolutely love would be to coach like a JV or like a, a modified level, like hockey team or a lacrosse team or something like that. Unfortunately, my work schedule doesn't permit it, but, uh, um, but I just think something like that, like that age is just kind of um, kids aren't really that good at sports yet. So you don't have to be that on top of your game of, <laughs> of knowing how to coach, you know, 
but um, but you can really provide a lot of mentorship and leadership. Uh, um, so I think I think that's kind of where I say I, I sort of identify with Gordon uh, and his sort of his existential crisis, if you will. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, I've never been in the army, but I can definitely see that <laughs> and where you're coming from there. Uh, sure, sure. The, Kevin? Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to ask, um, was, is there a particular duck that you kind of like modeled your game after or identified with uh, when you were playing hockey? Uh, you know, I should have prepared for that question because, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I knew it was coming and I didn't. Um, you know, I think I, think I probably, um, let's see here, maybe like, a, I want to say a Dwayne, but I'm not really a country boy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but I am, I'm kind of loud. I'm a little, I can be a little ostentatious, you know, always try to stand out of the crowd. Like I'm, I'm definitely the guy that would show up, you know, with the cowboy hat on. It, actually, funny enough, when I was in the army, I was in a cavalry unit. So we, we wore Stetsons, you know, as part of our uniform. So that probably makes me like Dwayne. My playing style though I'm probably like an Averman. I also I grew up wearing glasses, mm. so I always identified with Averman in that sense because wearing glasses under a hockey helmet is just miserable. Like <laughs> it is the worst. Your your glasses are always fogging up. They're always getting sweat on them. You know you can never really see right. So I always identified with that with Averman. I really like um, I really liked that Banks was like kind of preppy, and mm. um, you know was kind of uh, um, you know always like they go and pick him up in, in the beginning of D2. He's wearing a polo shirt. And that I was kind of always like that growing up and still am to this day. Um, so there's a whole list of them. There's nothing in me that's like, uh, that's like uh, um, Portman. Um, there's nothing in me. Like I'm not whiny like Charlie. Like he's just the worst. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, you know, there, there's, a, I'm probably kind of a mix of like a Dwayne and Averman and, uh, and a, uh, um, a bank. There's a little bit of Goldberg in me too. I would say, um, you know, I, I, I like a good, you know, corned beef and pastrami sandwich, like like Goldberg would. Yeah. So, uh, um, so I, I'd say probably those four. I kind of identify with. All right, it's a good list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you willing to say on the air right now that you would beat Mike in like a one-on-one situation? Mm. Uh, oh, you know, I don't know. When's the last time you played, Mike? Uh, it's been a while, probably like six months ago. Okay, yeah, it, it's been a few years since I played. I would say in a good game, a three bar. Um, I don't know. I, I'll tell you this: I wouldn't have to take out his knee at the end <laughs> so that I could win, win the ice. Um, but uh, um, I don't. It'd, it'd probably be pretty even. I think I, I, I'd be pretty confident. I think we need to set up some I, kind I, of like yeah. challenge, like a YouTube I'd challenge or something. I'm not, maybe at the uh, um. Maybe in between periods at a, a Bo Brower game or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just get on the ice. Yeah. Well, three bar for the crowd. I love it. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. And then see. Tommy and I can play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to escape first. Yeah. You guys will play on the other end of the ice. I like that. It'll be entertainment for everybody. All right. So the other thing I am always interested in is your sort of quack attack origin story. You've been very prolific with the quack questions uh, i guess last year now i think five which was the most of anybody and it seemed like you really came on last year how did you discover us when did you discover us yeah so so i discovered you guys i am uh 
just notorious for spending a lot of time on Wikipedia. Like when I'm bored, I will just read about the most random things. And one day, I, I don't know, somehow I, you know, I just click on link to link to link and I got on the Mighty Ducks trilogy page and I was reading through and everything. And there was an entry about your podcast on there and it said, you know, the Quack Attack podcast and they talk about the ducks or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was right around the same time, probably about a year and a half ago, that I, I started getting into podcasts. Um, the, the, actually, the podcast that I first was listening to, it's called uh, um, Awesome Etiquette. It's all about like etiquette. Uh, my sister, Courtney, uh, duck called her. Duck call. She was the one that, uh, duck call, that's right. She was the one that introduced me to podcasts and that one. Um, so then I, I needed to find something else because that was only like once a week and it was getting kind of boring listening about, you know, forks and knives every single day. <laughs> and so I said, I'm going to check out this quack attack one. Then, um, and, and I loved it because I, I really think that the three of you have the exact same sense of humor and, like that I do. So I, I totally just fell in love with the, the podcast. Um, I then started a job where I, travel like 70% of the time Dang. and I was going on these trips to Taiwan. So those, that's like 30 Ooh. hours of flight. And then I'm in a country where there's like nothing on TV because it's all in another language. And so I would just listen to podcast after podcast after podcast. And that's when I started writing in because, you know, I still, it took me a while to even get to those episodes where you guys were having quack questions. Yeah. Um, so I started writing in like, question after question after question and, and i basically just made it a goal of myself i was like I, i'm gonna be the number one quack like <laughs> i i will not settle for number two i i want to have the most questions on the show i want to be a quack question of the year and so if that i think probably all started back in uh, um would have been like april because i remember the first time i was actually on as a quack question i was standing in a, a train station in Taiwan, just listening to the, to the podcast because, you know, I was, didn't have anybody to talk to or anything. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, got, got pretty excited that I was on. And that, you know, from there, it just kind of took off. And like I said, I, I, um, I don't have Twitter either. So I've always used Facebook as my medium. Um, I do think there's a little bit of a Twitter bias, as, as you guys talked about one of the last few episodes. But uh, um, I'm trying to rep it strong for, the, for, for Facebook. I, I, I look at myself as like a uh, like a Clemson or an Ohio State that mm. has to get past the fact that they're in the ACC or the Big Ten. I don't just get the automatic SEC bias. Mm-hmm. I need to work even harder, you know, through Facebook to prove that I'm worthy for a quack question a year. I, I will say this. He's laying the flattery on pretty thick. And so <laughs> I, I think Joyce and Armin and all everybody out there, I think uh, you got some ground to make up now. Yeah. I we accept donations as well. <laughs> gifts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I thought he was just laying down the gauntlet. Like, oh, I'm well, going to be I'm number one. So, yeah. The, the, other, the other thing, too, is that um, I was listening to the when you had the trivia contest. I listened to that like way after that happened and i was getting so mad every time there'd be like these softball questions (laughs) throwing up and nobody had any idea and i'm like i'm yelling at my phone on an elliptical machine in a gym in a hotel in taiwan yelling how do you not know that like what's wrong (laughs) with you oh my gosh so i'm just waiting for the next uh the next trivia contest because i know i will 
I will sweep the floor with wow. any of the other quacks. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a challenge if there ever was one. Yeah. The trivia question was fun. It was a lot of work for me, but I there was no much, work yeah. for Tom here. <laughs> we just had to show up. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna think of something. We'll have to twist it up a bit, but I'll, let me think of something that we can do for, to have people on because it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so we'll get back uh, to you on that. Uh, what are you doing in Taiwan? So I work. I work for GE, and I um, go visit suppliers that are. Um, uh, like to help them uh, with uh, like delivering parts and stuff like that. So I was out there just visiting a few suppliers. Very cool trip. Um, uh, great people I got to work with. Really enjoyed the culture. Um, the food is incredible. Um, so, but but I was the only one traveling there by myself, so I didn't have like a sidekick. So mm-hmm. um, it just spent a lot of time on podcasts. <laughs> What is like the go-to spot in Taiwan? Ooh, um, you know, I wasn't that adventurous. Um, I'll be honest with you. The food court at the at the uh, um, airport was pretty awesome. Like, there was just a great a great teppanyaki, which is basically hibachi, which I thought that was cool. Actually, I like I said, I travel a lot for work, so. Uh, um, I think it was the guy who won the trivia contest. He's like a uh, um, uh, Benny Hanna. Marsh. I tried looking up what Benny Hanna that was when I was out there for work, and I was gonna go like be like, "Hey, another quackle." <laughs> but but uh, um, but no, there wasn't like a main spot I went to. The hotel, uh, I you know, I, I stayed close to the airport, um, and uh, it was kind of hard to get around there. So, but it was pretty easy to get back to the airport. So. I liked the food court uh, there. It was, was, was pretty good. So Nice, nice. Just for clarification, Marsh finished second in the trivia contest. It was Brian York oh, who was the right. winner. Yeah, so yeah. just uh, before people yell at their phones about uh, Marsh and him not winning. But all right, I think it's time to pass the torch here. So if this is your first time listening, welcome. But the reason Stevie Yanks is on is he asked – the best quack question of 2018 quack question it's our questions that you guys send into us email twitter facebook we pick the best ones we try to respond so now stevie is going to ask or an- help us answer the first quack question of 2019 kevin what is that quack question um uh I'm, I'm deciding between two so we only had two so far this year so i i i enforce a cutoff <laughs> yeah uh, for uh one one nineteen so um picking between these two they're they're both pretty good uh i'll go with um all right so this one comes from akd fifty six on twitter that's akd underscore fifty six on twitter and the question is how did the lady in the rodeo drive boutique who is a big fan of Team USA in D2, become a disgruntled board member in D3? Mm. So, interesting question. I think if you wanna if we wanna step back, I believe this person's name is Mary Brill, who I'm assuming is Steve Brill's wife, or or related to Steve Brill in some way. Um, but I'll double check that, put that in the show notes. I, I mean you have to figure uh She's so she's got a job in Rodeo Drive selling. So maybe maybe she uh, is married to someone. She's obviously got to come to Minnesota somehow. 
Or maybe she sent her kids to Eden Hall for boarding school. Mm, she was such a big fan. Yeah, and they saw this was great, so they moved to Minnesota. But, uh, Stevie, any thoughts here? No, I, I think that's right. So I think she probably, she probably doesn't live in Minnesota. She, she must live in, in L.A. And um, obviously has a lot of money. She's working in, in, or on Rodeo Drive. So I bet you she's probably, she probably like sent her kids to Eden Hall or something like that and um, has been very involved, is, is very much a philanthropist that understands the mission of Eden Hall, wants it to succeed, wants to educate the great young young minds of of America for the next generation and that's her way of giving back. I think it does make sense too if the board was going to re- remove their scholarship because she was obviously upset with those young boys for mm. kind of pulling the wool over her eyes, and, you know, sneaking into the shop and then, you know, then like Goldberg, you know, trying to get the models to come out in bikinis. So she, she obviously still kind of had a bone to pick with them. Um, but, you know, I think she probably, you know, eventually, you know, just realized that it was going to be a lawsuit. It was going to be too difficult. But I, I think she probably works in L.A., lives there, and flies back maybe once a quarter for the board meeting or for any special topics, uh, you know, that, came, that come up like, you know, we're sending the scholarships to the JV team. Okay, so I have a theory. And I think that perhaps she doesn't live in L.A. She lives in Minnesota. Mm. She's been on the board for Eden Hall. And she was sent to the Goodwill Games Mm. to essentially scout Team USA to be like, hey, we know these kids are local. She was like a deep plant? Well, essentially, hey, do these kids have like, should we consider giving these kids scholarships? So she goes along. Or maybe she is like... And just needed a job? <laughs> no, no, no. She was a board member, and so they sent her there. Hey, we're thinking about giving these guys scholarships. Go and like watch, see if they would represent Eden Hall well. Eden what, Hall's got what money. Is she work, what is she doing in the boutique? Is she She's work- just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's on That's Rodeo like Drive. Because like, I guess it's not like the person who's showing them around that, hey, that recognizes them as the Eden Hall person. It's someone else. So... I guess it's possible that she is just uh, in there saying, "Oh, don't you guys? Aren't you guys Team USA?" Well, yeah. She, I always thought she was a, um, she was shopping, right? I honestly don't remember you, you, it well enough. It is a good point because if you think about it, maybe she was because that wasn't the first shop she went that they went to, right? So maybe, and obviously there was a lot of footage cut out. It's a documentary. Like they, mm-hmm. there was probably four or five other stores they went to too that we don't even see. So maybe she was watching them and she said, they're obviously trying to get into a store. Let me go in ahead of them. Tell the staff what's up. Mm. Kind of be in disguise and see how these young men act, um, you know, out in public. And uh, clearly she was displeased, you know, because, uh, because of the antics that they pulled when they got in there. But I bet you, you might be onto something that, that may be correct. Yeah, I, I think she was she's she was sent to scout, and you know I don't know if she just happened to be there. I mean she's she's on the school board of a very wealthy school. I mean she's wealthy. She was just there shopping, and then hey, I know who you guys are. You're Team USA. Um, I I think you know maybe that's just pure coincidence that they happen to walk in. But you know maybe there is kind of like hey, I'm gonna go spend a bunch of money in your store. Let these guys in, and maybe that's why they give them like the private whatever because like the whole Aaron spelling thing is. Mm-hmm. Pretty much out of left field. 
just a test. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's obviously connected in hockey circles if she's, like, recognizes Team USA. Because, I mean, those kids are playing with their helmets on most of the time. So you have to, have to be hanging around the rink, have to understand who Team USA is, and then you have to see them outside of context and still recognize them. So she knows them pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, it would make sense that Eden Hall, I mean, they're about to drop thousands of dollars in tuition on these guys so uh it makes sense that they'd pay attention especially high profile event junior goodwill games they'd want to see kind of how they stack up so i think we have myth busted here (laughs) all right uh before we go any questions for us stevie uh no you know i um I don't have any really. I, I guess I, all my questions I uh, I just ask in the form of a quack question, so I'll just have to submit <laughs> them. Um, actually, no, I do have a question. That, uh, so I've been trying to figure out what you guys all do and how you guys all know each other, but I don't think you really said what it is. I, my guess has always been I used to think that you guys all worked in like a manufacturing plant and you were on like second or third shift together because I think you once said that you were on second shift and that's how you guys started talking about doing this. But, but then you said a few things that makes me think you work for like a newspaper or something. Yes. So, uh, um, what, w- what is it? If we were a manufacturing plant, what would we manufacture? <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine you manufacturing batteries because that was the first plant I worked in. And that, that was kind of, when I pictured it, I was like, yeah, I could see myself sitting around a table with the other guys making batteries being like, hey, this looks mighty sucks. Let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> At 3 a.m. So that's yeah. always what I thought. But. Okay. So, I mean, we've all sort of spread out since our initial concept of the Quack Attack. <clears throat> but uh, basically, yeah, we were working for a newspaper all at the same time. Uh, Tommy and I were working on the sports web desk. And when you work on the web desk, you work like 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. So we would get there when everyone else was leaving. And there were times when, like, it would be two hours later and we were literally the only two people on our entire floor. So we were just, like, sitting next to one another talking. There might have been one other person there. And then Kevin was a floor above us as a page designer. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. News designer. So he would eventually, uh, occasionally he would come down and just visit with us. Sundays were pretty slow. So we had a lot of time to kill. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. Obviously not Sundays during the football season, but yeah. The other eight months out of the year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So we were all working there. And then Tommy and Kevin knew each other from college. uh, And then I met them when. Tommy started working with me and then introduced me to Kevin. And then, yeah, Tommy and I were talking one day about Gordon Bombay and, and the validity of his uh, turnaround there. And then I came in the next day and said, uh, have this idea for a podcast. I had a lot of time. We should do a Mighty Ducks podcast. And Tommy was like, okay. And then Kevin was walking down the hall <laughs> right at that time. And Tommy was like, Kevin, you want to be on a Mighty Ducks podcast? And no questions asked. He's like, yeah, it's right <laughs> up my alley. So, yeah, then it was a matter of figuring it all out and figuring out how to podcast and uh, how to do it as cheaply as possible. So, I mean, we did it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I guess it's cool. four years later. 
there was just one other question then. So I think I think uh, um, Tommy and Kevin went to Texas Tech. Is that right? That is correct. Wreck them. Okay. Did Did you go to school uh, in Texas as well, or or? No, I am from Michigan, so I went to the You're University of Michigan. Yeah, and then I moved down here. That's why I am mostly the hockey player. Although Tommy spent some time growing up in Connecticut, but uh, yeah, the Whalers. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's probably the reason. I, I grew up in Southern New Mexico, where we don't have ice. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had different hockey experiences. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, I. Maybe I'll write in a question about uh, um, comparing Gordon Bombay to like uh, Cliff Kingsbury or Jim Harbaugh or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, mm. Do a little little college connection there, like uh, cross sports type yeah. thing. Yeah, just uh, yeah, hammering it up. Probably the more accurate one would be Billy Gillespie. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. A drunk and just got a new kidney. <laughs> were, were, were you guys there? Were you guys at, at Tech when? Uh, um, Bobby Knight was there, or was that... The very that tail end. Yeah. Tommy actually uh, broke the story that he was... Re- no, no, no. no. Uh, Pat, Pat Knight, Knight, Pat yeah. Knight was fired. Uh, okay. Well, I, I love that uh, that clip of when he gets hired at Texas Tech, and he puts on the sweater. He goes, oh, this is the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in years. Look <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Yeah. Classic Bob Knight. Oh. Yeah, people in Lubbock didn't really care about player mistreatment as much as, I think, <laughs> other parts of the country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Stevie. Anywhere people should go to find you, or are you just do you uh, want to be found? <laughs> yeah, do you want to be found at all? No, no. I uh, um, just uh, um, follow me on on Facebook. I guess if people want to um, uh, find me via the Facebook page, I get in trouble around these parts a lot. Um, I, I'm known a little bit as an internet troll, <laughs> so. Uh, um, uh, so, uh, um, I, I actually, you guys will probably appreciate this. If you want to follow me, um, during college football season, I, I always, every week I put out my top six. Um, I'll tell you the big 10 let me down this year. Cause I had Alabama number one, and then I had Michigan, Michigan state, Wisconsin, uh, Penn state <laughs> and Ohio state. <laughs> you know, that's like mathematically <laughs> impossible, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah no, but, uh, but as the season goes on, uh, um, I catch so much uh, grief from everybody about not having Clemson uh, in the top. And uh, um, finally, they pulled it through at the end, and uh, they deserve to be number one there. Uh, um, so uh, my fiance is happy with that. She's a Clemson girl. Uh, duck mm. call to her. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, um, but, yeah, no, if people want to find me, find me via the, uh, the Quack Attack Facebook page. No Twitter. I'm not. Uh, that's before my time. <laughs> yeah. Steven Aston Borsky. Uh, what's your fiance's name? Uh, Caroline. Caroline. Duck call to Caroline. For us, thequackdeck.com. Go there. Contact us at quackdeckpod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash quackdeckpod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us if deep down you really felt that Stevie Yanks deserved to win or not. Uh, go to the shop. Get some gear. Got a... It was a pretty good December for the shop. Better than uh, usual. So, free shipping right now still, I think. Is there? There's always free shipping, I feel like. <laughs> uh, keep, uh, keep using the Amazon link. Click through. That helps a lot. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Ain't no the goalie! No! <laughs> <laughs>